Hey everyone, this is Josh Sanchez, host of the Swoop Radio podcast on Anchor.fm, a sports podcast that focuses on the NBA, MLB, NHL, and the NFL, as well as the college game. What Swoop Radio does is he gives up-to-date information on what's going on with all the leagues and the college game, and also puts his little twist on it and his opinions on it. But if you guys have any disagreements or agree with a point with what Josh is saying, feel free to call into the station at Anchor Voice Messages, and you guys might even be put on a future episode. But you can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and many other listening platforms. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. You can also check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Instagram at swoop radio underscore that is swoop radio underscore i hope you guys enjoy the podcast Hey everybody, and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with a professional hitting coach, Joey Lewis. Joey, real quick, talk about like what you do, and uh, how are you feeling today? Oh man, things are good. Um, so right now I own, own a, a facility called the Hit Lab. Uh, we specialize in baseball and softball hitting. We venture into defense and stuff like that, but we work from anybody from uh, eight uh, big league guys. So we have kind of a, a, a smorgasbord of, of kids that come in. So we, uh, we're down here in Nashville. So we get, we get all kinds of folks. Yeah, yeah, now tell me a little bit. Um, you said that you also work with like professional athletes too. What are some uh, professional athletes like you've worked with in the past? Uh, so in the past, I've worked with a couple of minor league guys. Uh, Drew Ferguson, who's with the Astros. Uh, Ryan Lamar, who has been up and down in the big leagues. He's was with the Braves, got traded late, um, was back up with the Twins. So he's been kind of all over the place. Um, we've got several college guys that still come in in the offseason, guys that are at Vandy. ETSU, Alabama. So we're more college than professional right now. Um, but we got a couple of professional guys that are working here in the off season. So we get them rolling through a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and you said it like you're doing like the hit lab and stuff. Like uh, what led you to doing uh, like hitting lab and like what led you start, like what, like what inspired you to create um, this? So, I mean, I grew up playing. Uh, I got the opportunity to play at the University of Georgia, where I'm from, um, then played professionally, uh, and kind of fell in love with coaching more than, than playing, as, as kind of weird as that sounds. Um, as, a, as a professional, we always went back in the off season and did lessons to make a little bit of money. And then I, I started kind of really, really liking that rather than me training. <laughs> Not necessarily a recipe for your own success, but you know, I found my niche. I found what I wanted to do. Um, and then growing up in baseball and other sports too, you, you kind of get to see both ends of it. Now that I'm a coach, you kind of get to see what happens outside the fence as well. Um, and one of the, the biggest things that I wanted to change was you go into some of these facilities and it's compete, compete, compete. Well, there's not a whole lot of learning, you know? So that's kind of where the hit lab started is we are a, a true learning environment. You know, we are we are setting you up in the hit lab to fail. 
So once you get on the field, you know what that feels like. You can succeed. You can you can make your adjustments in game. You know, this is how it all originated. You know, I've I've been in Nashville now for going on five years. We're still new. We're nine months old. So I was doing lessons at other facilities and I could see some things that that needed to be changed and needed to as far as training wise needed to change. You know, there was there's too much pressure on kids to succeed whether it's practice or whether it's games and, and especially in baseball, man, it's, it's a game of failure. You're in the hall of fame. If you fail seven out of 10 times, you know, so it, it we really buddy of mine helped me start it. We really dove in to not only the, the mechanics of the game mechanics of hitting, but the mental side of it too, the, the approach side, the, you know, it's okay to line out three times. That's a good day. You hit the ball hard. That's a win, you know, and that's where we we gear we kind of gear our lessons towards. Yeah, and and you mentioned like you said a lot about like approaches in the game and like the mental aspect of the game. Can you can you tell me a little bit about like what are some approaches that like you've learned and discovered? Uh, so what we do is, man, we when we talk to our athletes, we don't ask about average. We don't ask about any of that. We don't care. If you think about it, man, you have so let's say a high school game. You have a guy keeping a book, the official scorekeeper. You have mom or dad keeping a book on one side. You have the opposing team doing the same thing. So you have three different things that are going to happen throughout this day. Your average might be three different things at the end. You know, so we focus strictly on how many times did you hit the ball hard or walk? How many times did you have a quality at bat? You know, that's where we're at. How many times were you on the barrel? You know, so we, we take the pressure out of it by not worrying about stats. You know, some of my high school guys, they, they're getting there, you know, but it's, it's to the point where stats matter. You know, this college coach, he has no idea what your, your stats are. He doesn't care. He's going to go watch you play. They're going to help, but he's going to watch you play and see if you're a fit for his college. So mm-hmm. don't worry about your stats. You know, and that's, that's where we're at now um, is, is trying to create a stre- stress-free game is what it is. It's baseball. You're not getting paid. It's not a business. Go have fun playing baseball. You know, our our goal is to get you where you can succeed on the field. You know that, uh, yeah. And you mentioned another thing about um, uh, mechanics of like a baseball swing. Um, I, I know, obviously, playing the game um, for 14 years, I know that mechanics is key. And so many players try and think like, man, I can hit a baseball. It seems so easy, but when you actually start swinging the bat, it's one of the most hardest things to do. Like again, like you said, like Hall of Fame players are unsuccessful seven out of 10 times. So like baseball is a game of, like you're just, it's just difficult. Um, so tell me a little bit about like the mechanics of a swing and who do you think has the perfect swing currently in the MLB? Ooh. I know a couple tough ones, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, there's so, there's, there's so many different styles of hitting, you know, but everybody has one objective. Is, is you have to, to be successful in hitting, you have to be on plane with the pitch as long as possible. One of the biggest things we fight down here is, it's still a little old school where coaches are wanting hard ground balls, hit the ball on the ground to be successful. Well, against the best teams, that's not gonna be, be successful. At the next level, that's not gonna be successful. So you have to swing slightly uphill to match pitch play. That's what we're trying to do. Give yourself the largest window to hit to be successful. Like you said, it's the hardest thing to do in sports. Scientifically, it's impossible. You know, they did a big sports science on it. You know, you have 0.08 seconds to react or whatever it may be, but 
our job is to get behind the ball to be successful, you know, and for that to happen, you have to swing up, you know, and there's, there's ways to do it. You know, we're not talking about leaning back to swing up, you know, all we're talking about is really getting behind the baseball, you know, and, and trying to create that loud contact. Um, without diving too much into mechanical talk, uh, I could be here be here for a couple hours doing that. But um, you know, if you if you see these guys on TV, the success is in the air. You know, the sex, success isn't happening on the ground. Even the fastest guys in the league, like Billy Hamilton, those guys are still trying to hit the ball in the air. Because if not, you're out. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. You know, their their average drops significantly as they start hitting ground balls. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the best swing right now. Um, I really like watching Pete Alonso hit because he's just an absolute bruiser. Um, I like Altuve. I like Mookie Betts. Uh, Mookie's a big flowy guy. You know, that, that's a big term we talk about is is these guys that just move in space effortlessly. You know, I'm 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 six four, so I'm a big guy. My favorite thing is is getting power out of out of smaller athletes i don't say little guys but smaller athletes you know because they have to use their body so much different i was i was very fortunate to be six four you know 210 220 and play baseball power was kind of easy for me for the most part you know but teaching somebody who is say a you know undersized 13 year old to now hit a ball 85 miles an hour 80 miles an hour you know that is that's where it's at for me you know is, is teaching them how to move you know, then the catch of that is too is you have guys who are the flowy movers, your athletes, and then you have these stiffer movers. Well, you can't teach a, a stiffer mover like a Mike Trout, big bruiser, middle linebacker, stiffer <laughs> mover. He can't hit like a Mookie Betts, you know, or Josh Donaldson. You know, probably one of my favorite swings is Donaldson, um, like those guys. You know, so it's finding that that swing for them. Okay, I don't think there is a perfect swing. I think there is a perfect swing for a certain individual. You know, the most efficient swing. That's what we're trying to build. You know, so that's the best part about what I get to do. I might teach the same thing every day, but there's different variables to everything I do. You know, so that's what makes it fun for me. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned uh, like feeling in the moment and also like feeling the player too. Um, tell me a little bit, like when you are teaching um, young athletes how how to swing and how to, and also I know you're adding defense as well. Um, tell me a little bit, like what goes through your mind when you are uh, working with an athlete, like like one on one and also in a group setting. Uh, so the very first time we work together, it has to be one on one, and it's a very slow lesson. It's a very slow lesson. You know, do I do a lot of talking, a lot of questions, ask them, you know. What position does he play? You know, even how was school? You know, what you up to? You know, I literally just met you. I'm going to watch you hit off the tee a little bit. But more importantly, we're going to talk. I'm going to see what avenue I need to take as far as to match your personality. You know, what do you do outside of baseball? Are you a football guy? So now I can relate to football. You play video games. You play Fortnite. Let's try and relate to Fortnite. Let's get you moving in certain ways where I don't have to teach you in baseball terms. You know, or you you play basketball, you, you know, stuff like that. So I try and use other sports other activities if they down here in Tennessee if they hunt they fish you know we try and use all of that to help teach them you know that way they're not coming into baseball and just learning baseball verbiage or baseball vocabulary because what they end up doing is they just throw certain things back at you they hear what you say and they regurgitate it they're not necessarily learning their swing you know they're just giving you answers that you want to hear 
you know, so I, I avoid as much as possible using base baseball vocabulary while teaching them the mechanics of the swing. Okay. Now, now, now tell me a little bit about like your career and, uh, what was going on? Cause I know you have some college experience. Also you have some uh, like minor league experience and professional experience. Tell me a little bit, uh, like what, what have like you learned from both the college game and from the minor league game? Um, as far as hitting or overall? Uh, just overall, because I know like professionally, like traveling and constantly practicing on your game it, it just it takes it's a it's a, a lot of people don't realize because people just see like the finished product but like the other like all like the everyday stuff that you yeah have. nobody really sees the the minor league grind um and it was a shock to me so going to georgia you know we were you know a high d1 school i got the chance to play in omaha in 2008 where unfortunately we came in second that was pretty brutal um but we were we were upheld to a pretty high standard in Georgia. You know, we were given all the Nike stuff that we could need, you know, and, and beyond. And then once I was drafted and played for Kansas City in the minor leagues, I was back to the bottom of the totem pole. You know, I'm walking into a like an old locker room, you know, with you know, kind of dented lockers and kind of dirt on the floor and you know, shower shoes everywhere. Like, you know, it was just guys speaking three different languages you know I remember walking in the first time and hearing Spanish um, obviously English and then uh, Chinese you know there was a translator with them you know so it was a big culture shock um, you know as far as walking on a bus and seeing all the different personalities as far as where they're from kind of come out you know there's it is it's a circus to put it on us you know it's a it's a bunch of baseball guys but it's an absolute circus you know there's just different people from all over the world, you know, which was really cool um, and really shocking, you know, but you get to know these guys, man, and, and you're spending, you know, the, the lower, when I was in low A, so when I was kind of the bottom, it was, you know, 10, 12 hour bus rides, like people talk about sharing seats. I'm six, four, man, like I'm having to share a seat. So I'm snuggled up next to the window, you know, trying to sleep as much as I can, but um, it was a lot of fun. It, it really was. I got to see, you know, most of the U.S. just because of baseball, um, which which helps, you know, it being it helps from being away from home, you know, going to see different places and stuff like that. Um, but I will say it is a grind. I remember, you know, being put up in in a hotel that was a laundry mat and you could do your taxes and get your haircut all in one spot, <laughs> you know. So and I was used to staying at the Hyatt where, you know, you had your own breakfast buffet downstairs, you know, when I was at school. So it was, it was fun, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade a single day for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned a lot about like that grind and stuff like that. So now let's transition a little bit to the professional game. Talk a little bit about some professional sports. Um, obviously the world series, the Astros nationals. Um, how do you feel about like the presence of baseball in general? Cause I think lately these postseasons, like the MLB postseasons have been amazing. You have the Cubs ending their drought. You have the Astros and Dodgers World Series. Even last World Series was good with the Red Sox and Dodgers. How are you feeling in terms of like baseball and in general? And obviously I want to know who your favorite team is too. Uh, I like it, man, cause it's, baseball is becoming a thing again. You know, I felt like baseball kind of faded away a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's getting back 
it's it's getting more into the spotlight. Um, and social media has a, a lot to do with it. These these players are, are being more relatable. You know, um, they're on social media. They're posting videos. Like Marcus Stroman is huge on social media. Alex Bregman, you know, Mookie Best. Those guys are huge on social media. So their fans are now starting to relate to guys. And it's starting to get younger again. You know, the, the younger athletes are starting to come up, you know. So it is becoming... Uh, more relevant than I think it has in the past, um, you know, especially with with the Astros coming up. You know, that's I, I gotta pull for the Astros here. Um, it's more along the lines of they are a very analytical team, which is w- what we do. We look at a lot of analytics and, and teaching and coaching, um, but they're they're just so much fun to watch. You know, um, my favorite team, my heartbreakers are the Braves from Georgia. You know, so. It's it's tough. We're used to it now, though. You know, we we get to get so close and then fall just a little short. But you know, I think in a couple of years, the Braves are going to make a real push. Um, so yeah, I got I got to pull for the the Strohs here. I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I think it's definitely going six, um, possibly seven. Uh, but with the arms that both staffs have, it's unbelievable. You know, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a big scoring World Series. Um, I could be wrong, but you know, looking at looking at the staff that both of these guys have to both teams have to face, I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Yeah, I definitely agree because I know the Astros haven't even lost a game Garrett Cole has started since like May. Right, right. Like you have Cole Verlander, Granky, Granky, Granky's a little iffy in the postseason mm-hmm. as history has shown versus Strasburg. Scherzer and Corbin, like right, right there, those three matchups, and you know you're gonna face at least Verlander and Cole and Strasburg and Scherzer twice in the series. Right. Just to add, just to add to your point, like I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's gonna be a low-scoring game. Yeah, high energy and low scoring, man. It's gonna be fun to watch for sure. So, yeah, not, not, yeah, yeah, my, my fault. Now you mentioned about the Braves. Obviously, I'm a Phillies guy. Um, yeah. I'm in the Philadelphia area. Um, it's always competitive up here. Uh, competitive up here. It's like crazy in terms of sports. Like we literally live our sports teams. Clintac uh, has done awful job scouting. I will say, the Braves may have disappointed you guys this season, but in terms of finding like young talent, the Braves have it with uh, with Acuna Jr. and all those guys. The Phillies, like, there's no really like young guys that are really like. Like compared to the Braves, like you guys are young, you're 21, whereas our guys that are supposed to be good are like 26, 27. Yeah. Um. So, so tell me a little bit. How are you? How do you feel about the Phillies? Are are you a? Because I know you're a Braves guy. So. I am not a Phillies fan at all. If y'all go, <laughs> if y'all lose every game, I'll be all right. <laughs> but no, I think. I think here in a couple of years, y'all win the division. Um, I think Harper's got to settle in. I mean, you got one of the best catchers there is in the league, you know. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think adding Harper is gonna be really good for the fan base up there. I think it's. Do I think he's worth what he got paid? (laughs) But I'm glad he got it. You know that that's that's good good for him, dude. Man, do what you got to do. It just set up Trout to get paid what he got paid. You know so. I think the Phillies are going to be dangerous. I think it might take one or two more years, but I think they're going to be dangerous. Okay, I see. Now, uh, I just have a couple more questions. Um, obviously, um, professionally, um, and in terms of like like you coaching in general, 
Um, if there's any advice you would like to give to young aspiring, uh, aspiring baseball players or even like young athletes, uh, what advice would that be? Ooh, uh, never be outworked would be the easiest. You know, it's that's I think one of the reasons I was okay when I basically was told my playing career was over. You know, I, I left everything. I just I didn't do good, you know, but it wasn't because of lack of effort, lack of work. You know, I ate, slept, breathed, all of it, baseball. You know, I knew what my goal was and it just came up short, you know, but I was okay with, without sounding cliche, I didn't have any regrets. You know, it's the, the thing that gets lost, I think, with some of these high school athletes, you know, that are getting, starting to get recruited and, and going that path to getting to college is, the best advice is to find a group that has a common goal and y'all wear it out. Be in the cage, be in, you know, on the field, extra work. That's that's what's going to separate these guys is, is not team practice, which you know, team practice has its place. I, I agree. But it's the work outside of team practice that you do, you know, that you're putting in to achieve your individual goals. Um, that it hands down is the biggest thing. I mean, Alex Bregman, the story I heard about him is they had to put in a basically thumb sensor for the LSU cage so he can go in and hit whenever he wants. You know, it takes stuff outside the field that, that people don't see for you to have the success on the field. You know, okay. that's, that's, that's the biggest thing, man, is, is being okay with what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a great answer. And, and just to add to your point, you talk about Bregman. I just read a story on Altuve about how um, the Astros cut him. Yep. Um, and he went back and told them that you did not see me play. Yeah. And then now, and now you see him ranked top five all time in home runs in the postseason by an infielder, which is just amazing. He, again, he's only five six, like you said about the little guys. But um. My last question is, um, can you tell the uh, listeners and viewers uh, where they can find you um, online and also uh, the company that you run? Yeah, so uh, online on Twitter and, and Instagram is the Hit, uh, the Hit Lab, LLC. Um, Facebook's the same. Um, if you ever need anything, man, please email me, joey at thehitlabtn.com, and I'll make sure I you know, take care of anybody, any of your listeners that want to come down to Nashville and hit, we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's all my questions for today. Have a good one, Joey. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.